0: Hey everybody, I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out localjobnetwork.com radio and the podcast Moving Up the Ladder, where we bring you experienced professionals with insight into enhancing the success of your career. In some cases, you might actually already be moving up the ladder, which can lead to something called the imposter syndrome. To discuss what this is and what to do about it, we'll be speaking with Kim Menninger, an executive coach and career strategist with tons of experience in the corporate world as well, Kim is also the founder of Executive Career Success, and she joins us on the phone right now. Kim, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, We appreciate you coming on, and uh, this term caught my eye, imposter syndrome. How do you define that term? What do, what do you make of it?
1: <laughs> well, imposter syndrome is actually a social psychology term, but what it really refers to is that sense that you got to where you are, not based on your own capabilities, but by luck or by fooling someone.
0: Hmm. And why does this occur exactly? Is this something that's common among all of us or how would you explain that?
1: It's actually very common. If you think about it, professionals and executives who are climbing that proverbial ladder tend to take on greater responsibilities and new challenges as they rise. And in the process, they might experience a gap between what they know today and what they're actually going to need to know to be successful in that next role. So along the way, they feel this sense of not being prepared or not having all of the information that they need in order to actually be successful. And ironically, it's most common among people who are actually quite competent and capable. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who are most committed to success are the ones that tend to be hyper-conscious mm-hmm. of their performance.
0: That is interesting because you would think the ones who you know maybe aren't as competent, maybe they don't live up to that role, those are the ones that would feel that way. Is it like an opposite effect then for those? They just sort of fake it till they make it, or how does that work?
1: <laughs> right. You would think it's the opposite, but a lot of times with People in that category, they tend to be less self-aware, Okay, uh, just don't notice as much. Sure. Maybe not as goal-oriented.
0: Well, I think that brings up an interesting point for any of us who uh, might have felt this way or experienced this way. How do you recognize that that's what's going on as opposed to maybe believing that it is true that you're lacking in some area?
1: Well, I think it's important to, to be realistic about what is possible. I mean, certainly there are cases when people are truly in over their head. Sure. But for the most part, you find yourself bumping into it when you feel that sense of, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be exposed as a fraud, right? <laughs> I worked really hard to get here, but now right. I'm here and I can't do it.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about maybe some ways to counteract that for, again, people who uh, I'm sure, as you said, everybody's gone through this in some way, shape or form, some part of their life. So when it comes to those strengths and weaknesses, I think that seems like a big point of emphasis here what do you feel is the proper strategy to to be able to understand where you're coming from and maybe how it can help you, again, counteract this feeling of being an imposter?
1: Sure. And absolutely. Focusing on your strengths is a really important part of this process. And it's important because it's a great reminder of how you got to where you are, Right, you didn't just get there by luck. You really did work your way through the ranks to get to where you are and you earned your position, So a lot of us have a tendency to focus on the negative, right? We think about our weaknesses, our developmental areas, and we forget or take for granted all the great things about ourselves. It's kind of human nature. So if you're feeling this sense of, uh, you know, being overwhelmed or in over your head, take a step back and really think about what you do well and how you differentiate yourself from other people.
0: Well, you mentioned there the other side of it being the weaknesses. And a lot of times I've heard people talk about, well, if I focus on that, I can improve upon them and become this better, well-rounded person. Where's that balance of of seeing those areas you need to improve versus just focusing on those strengths?
1: Absolutely. Understanding your weaknesses is an important part of being a good leader. You want to have that self-awareness, and you want to always be striving to improve. But if you focus on your weaknesses at the expense of your strengths, it really does a number on your confidence, and it can actually create a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you do want to have a good balance there.
0: Okay, makes sense. Now, you also mentioned um, in an article that you had penned, the idea of uncertainty when you take on a new role, um, that always sort of comes up because you may not be sure what exactly you're supposed to do. How can you limit those effects and maybe, again, fight against that idea of uncertainty?
1: Great. Yes. That's a really big part of this process is understanding what specifically is expected of you. And a lot of times people come into these roles really excited about the opportunity and they have this sense that they're supposed to have all the answers already, and that if they start asking questions, then people will start to second-guess the decision and think, oh, maybe you weren't the right person for this job, right? That's that's not true. Uh, This is a time when you really don't have a lot of information and you should take advantage of it in the early stages when people expect you to have questions. Ask those questions early. Understand what the goals are, the overall goals for the organization. What are your specific marching orders? What resources are going to be available to you? Really collect as much information as possible in in those early days so that you're well-armed for the future.
0: Well, and is there really a tactful way to do that? Do you have a meeting? Because as you said, you kind of get that feeling like, well, they're going to think I, I can't do this. If I have all these questions. How do you go about maybe handling that in a professional way that doesn't make you look or feel like you are incompetent?
1: I think setting up a meeting in the very early days is a perfect way to do this. It's a perfect way to open those lines of communication, express your enthusiasm for the position demonstrate your preparedness and commitment to success. So absolutely take the time to set up the meeting, not just with your manager, but with all of the key players that are going to be involved so that you know who you're working with.
0: Now, what does happen if maybe you're talking with your manager, whomever is sort of putting you in this position and you feel like, okay, some of these expectations you feel are unreasonable or that you can't, Really live up to them, or it's not quite what you thought. What is your suggestion in that scenario? Because it's, it might not be an imposter situation now. Now you really believe this might not be for me. How do you handle that?
1: Well, I say always be sure to clarify because okay. a lot of that is a miscommunication. A lot of times you might walk away thinking something that isn't really the case. So if you do feel like there's a disconnect, be honest about it and clarify stating something to the effect of, I was under the impression that this was going to be my responsibility or my job description. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing you say is X. Is this true? And once you validate that, if there truly is a concern about it, then it becomes an issue of making sure that you're getting the right resources and support to be able to do the, the job that's expected of you. But oftentimes, it's really just making sure that you're on the same page. And if you don't communicate, you won't know that.
0: Right. Well, speaking of communication, and we uh, do a number of shows on the idea of feedback, in this case, what emphasis do you place on feedback when you're talking about counteracting that imposter syndrome?
1: Feedback should happen early and often. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really important thing. It's important for a few reasons. On the one hand, you do not want to wait until you're six months, one year into a project to find out that you're not meeting expectations. Right. So you want to open those lines of communication early and make sure that you're validating that things are going well, that you're performing as expected. And also in the process, you're, you're generally speaking going to get some positive feedback as well, which is going to be great for your confidence. So if you're feeling that sense of self-doubt, that sense of overwhelm, when you get that positive feedback, it's going to make you feel better, which is going to make the whole process much more positive for you.
0: So as you mentioned, a lot of that feedback might be positive, but what does happen if uh, maybe the feedback is on the negative side, or maybe there are some things you aren't quite uh, living up to par with? How, How might that affect somebody? How do you go about managing that side of it if that is the case for an individual?
1: Well, you know, hopefully it'll be constructive, but the benefit of getting it early is that you can shift gears a lot more easily than if you're already well ingrained in something. Like I said, if you're six months down the road versus right. if you're a week into it. So certainly negative feedback can be difficult to hear, but it's also really helpful. So stay open-minded to it. Ask for people's feedback in terms of how you can address the challenges, address the issues, and seek out resources that can help you.
0: Well, as you mentioned, maybe some people aren't uh, fortunate enough to be able to get that feedback immediately. Maybe it comes after a couple months, uh, you know, 90 days, six months. If you get into that situation and you feel like you really can't handle everything, what where do you go from there? Uh, a lot of people might say that's proof that, yeah, I see you are an imposter. You didn't know what you were doing. How do you respond to, to all of that feedback that might be coming to you later down the road when I mean, in some people's mind it might be too late?
1: Well, I think what happens a lot, especially as you climb that ladder and get to higher and higher level positions as you take on this sense that you need to be responsible for everything, Mm. right? You have, you're in control of everything and it's difficult, especially when you're uncomfortable to delegate. The important thing to realize is that you cannot do everything alone and no one has that expectation of you. So you absolutely want to be engaging your resources throughout the experience. So know who the players are, know who is available to help and who has complementary skills and, you know, different areas of strengths that you may not so that you can take advantage of those and really maximize your overall performance as a result. Seek out mentors, seek out people in either within your own department or across departments that you can bounce things off of, that, you know, that can, like I said, fill in some of the gaps in your own experience, that's going to be invaluable to you.
0: Now, this is kind of putting you on the spot a little bit probably here, but uh, in general, do you think this is something that within an organization the employer should address, not leave it up to that individual to recognize this and kind of feel like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I mean, c- can you see leadership taking that initial step and going to this individual and saying, hey, we understand you might feel this way or that way. Do you see a benefit to that or, or something that would be useful in that way?
1: I think that leaders in general, can benefit from better communication. I think a lot is taken for granted and certainly clarity and communication is a big part of this. Mm -hmm. But I'm a big proponent of driving your own career and driving your own success. And I really believe that it's incumbent upon the individual to get the information and support that he or she needs in order to be successful and, and do what's expected of them.
0: Oh, I appreciate that answer. And I think uh, a lot of times we talk with individuals on our shows and that does come across as well, that really you can only control what you can control. And I think you're, you're pretty much relaying that message as well. So I do appreciate you um, really strengthening that viewpoint from a lot of our guests that we've had on here. We pretty much have gone through the things that I was curious about, but I did want to give you the floor here at the end. If you had any final thoughts on this subject as a whole, if there's anything we didn't touch on, if there's something you really wanted to emphasize to give our listeners a takeaway from this topic in general.
1: Well, the one thing I just want to make sure that I, I restate, if I haven't already, is that this is very normal. This is something that many, many people experience. And as you said, people will experience this at various points throughout their lives and their careers. So if you do find yourself in this situation, know that you're not alone. And if you can take some of the strategies that we talked about and really start to Most specifically, take advantage of your resources. I think um, above and beyond anything else, make sure that you don't isolate yourself, that you talk to people, that you understand who your support system is, who your alliances are. That's going to be really critical to getting through the challenging time and and becoming more successful, feeling more confident, and and recognizing that you got to where you are because you earned it. (laughs)
0: I think that's a great place for us to close out this episode of moving up the ladder and our look again into the imposter syndrome. Some interesting thoughts from our guest today, Kim Menninger. You can find out more about Kim and her work at executivecareersuccess.com. Kim, thanks again for sharing your experience take on this subject. We do appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Kim. And as always, if you, the listener, have any thoughts on this topic, or maybe you'd like to suggest another subject for us to cover, just email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and let us know what you'd like to learn more about. You can also find us on Twitter, at the LJN. Go ahead and go there, and we'd love to hear from you as well. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.